Welcome. I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. Here I share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. Be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find details about the episodes, plus important links, including the link to the Dogged Planner and Workbook created just for handlers on a mission. So if you're ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey there, and welcome back. Okay, today we are going to be talking about self-sabotage. And there are a whole bunch of different ways that we self-sabotage. And it's a it's a huge it's a huge continuum and you might not even realize that you're doing it. Um but self-sabotage can look like a, d- a lot of different things because sometimes they're just habits. They're just the ways that we've always done something or, um, you know, we're not even thinking about it or we're not even being conscious of like our actions. And so let's get into it. So one of the reasons we self-sabotage is because we are comfortable doing it the old way. Like whatever the old way is, and I'm, you know, making bunny ears over here, whatever the old way is, um, it's comfortable. It might not be great. It might not get the perfect results, but it's comfy, cozy, and we know what's going to happen. And the reason we like that, even when it's not great, is because it's a sense of control, right? Um, Because to be honest, when things are new or different or changing or we're pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone, there's a lot of fear. Will this work? Will I like it? Will I be able to stick to it? Is it going to be a fluke? You know, there's those kinds of things. And also there's a lot of us um, who don't love change. So change is hard. And so even though we know we need to change, we set up reasons or set up systems in our lives that make it so that we get the exact results we're used to getting because at least they're familiar and we feel like we have control or we have evidence that say, see, I told you, I always do it like that or whatever, or that always happens or whatever, whatever, right? And so when we self-sabotage, it's super sneaky. It's not anything, I don't know, it doesn't feel like it's overt. It doesn't feel like you decided today, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm not taking any water for myself. I am going to get good and dehydrated so that I can't think clearly. Um, no one does that, right? No one no one thinks that way. And um, so self-sabotage is more subtle And it could look like, you know, not packing enough good food for yourself or whatever, or cutting a corner and not packing something healthy. Instead, you just pick up, you know, whatever's available at 7-Eleven and looks like it's been made this week (laughs) or whatever. Um, It could look a lot of different ways, um, but it is a real thing. Hang on. Can you hear Trip panting like a freight train? Hang on. Okay, trip went away. <laughs> okay, so um, self-sabotage can look like not doing your self-care. And by self-care, I don't mean just bubble baths. I mean generally making sure that you have what you need in order to be successful. And for some people that might look like good food or hydration 
or, you know, making sure that your, your phone or your music is charged so that you can listen to it at the trial, or it might look like leaving early enough or getting enough sleep or any of those kinds of things that set you up to be successful. And when we cut those corners, even though we quote, know better, it is a form of self-sabotage. We are choosing to actively not do something that we know will help us, or maybe we're choosing to do something that we know might hurt us, right? It's great to go out and have a bunch of drinks with friends, especially if you haven't seen them in a long time, but if you still have to get up at 5.30 the next morning, that might not have been, you know, maybe you could have skipped the last drink, you know, or whatever, right? So um, that would be one way. Another way that we self-sabotage is in our minds, in the decisions, our self-talk, and the things that we say to ourselves about the day or about the weekend coming up or the trial or the trial site or the event or even other people that might be there. We get all in our heads and we, it's almost like we pre-decide that we're going to fail, right? But we've set up all these wonderful excuses and scapegoats and and reasons that that you know that, that we can blame on that have nothing to do with us, of course. Even though in our mind we've been setting up the exact scenario. Okay, um, a great example of this. I was talking to a client not too long ago, and she was saying she was going to a trial in January and she was talking about something that had happened at that same location in June. And I was teasing her as I do with my coaching clients. I was teasing her and I said, well, you've already decided how it's going to go. You've already decided that it's going to go in January, how it went in June which was what, like seven months ago? Like how many runs have you run since then? How many more experiences have you had since then? How much better is your teamwork since then? You know, don't pre-decide that it's going to go like that, right? And another way to talk about this is, you know, telling ourselves stories about situations or experiences that may or may not be true. And we can do that in the form of hanging on hanging on to those stories in the form of baggage, like, well, no, no, that actually happened. It's real. I can show you the video. Um, But you cling to these moments and you say that like, well, then it's always going to be like that, right? And so you take an experience and you make it into this fixed mindset thing and you make it then into like some sort of fortune telling device, right? Because you're like, well, then it always is going to be like that. Instead of approaching the situation with curiosity and being like, well, we've learned a lot since then, or we've been in a lot of rings since then, or we've gotten a lot of help, or we've made some changes since then, I wonder what's going to happen. Um, You sabotage it potentially and just say, oh no, I know exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be an absolute train wreck. There's going to be wheels flying off in every direction. Okay. And I can laugh about it because I've been there. I've done that. I've been the person who has pre-decided how something is going to go. And when it goes exactly the way that I pre-decided it, then I get to be right. But I'm also suffering in that way because I didn't want it to go that way. But at least I had an excuse. I had a scapegoat. I got to be right about it being a disaster. Okay. I mean, that doesn't, that's not joyful for me. So I don't really love doing that. But Those are forms of self-sabotage because we are deciding 
essentially, for it to be a train wreck. Or we are deciding that, oh, well, there's always traffic, so therefore there's going to be traffic, right? And so I think that it is a form of protection in a really twisted sort of way, because if I can predict the future in that way, even if it's a future I don't really want, then at least I can have, I can be right. And if I'm right, I get some false sense of confidence um, from knowing what's going to happen, right? Because, you know, a lot of our fear and anxiety and ring nerves and all that comes from fear of the unknown, fear of failure, fear of the things that we cannot control. And no better way to control the outcome than to plan for disaster, (laughs) right? And I'm being dramatic, right? It doesn't have to be some big disaster. It can just be like you miss your cue or, you know, you're, you're late cueing your footwork or, you know, something, something. And, uh, it, so it doesn't have to be some disaster, but I'm using this just as, you know, an example. So bear with me and apply it to your own world. All right. So I want this year for us to get out of the habit of self-sabotaging and for being more aware of the ways that we might do it and and then being open and curious about the ways that we might change that, okay? So have a think about that. I'll be right back. Thanks for taking this brief break with me. I wanted to make you aware of the show notes. If you're listening via your Apple podcast app, you should be able to scroll up so that you can see the information below the play button. You might also find them from hitting more if you're on the main podcast page. In Spotify, you're looking for the see more text. The show notes contain the overview of the episode, as well as links to the Dogged Planner, my monthly membership, that Summit joint product I love so much, and the ability to support this podcast through a great invention called Buy Me A Coffee. Basically, check out the show notes to learn more and support the show. All right, enough of that. Let's get back to the show. All right, so self-sabotage. How do we then get out of this loop? Well, as with everything, I'm a little bit of a broken record here. The first thing is to open up and be aware, right? Just start noticing, okay? You don't have to do anything about it. Just notice, all right? And I want you to pay special attention to the areas of your life where you want a different result, right? You want something to go differently, Um, whether you're improving upon something or you're comparing it to a previous experience that wasn't something you want to repeat. Um, But I want you to pay attention to where in your life, could be even your personal life, that you are wanting to make a change, have been unable to make a change, or just want a different behavior, okay? Different outcome. Um, A great example of this is, of course, like everybody having like a personal, this human, or or, well, actually could apply to dogs too, uh, human workout routine, okay? Actually, I should apply it to dogs because I need, I have got a good human one and I've got a terrible dog one right now. But anyway, um, you know, we often have a thousand reasons why we can't work out. And by the way, workout could look like a lot of different things, okay? Workout could be, you know, just making sure that you go for a mile walk around outside or something. You know, that could be your workout. So it doesn't have to be anything dramatic. But we have a thousand excuses. I don't have time. 
All right. You, you say you don't have time, but you just spent a half an hour on Facebook. <laughs> okay. Which by the way, I insert TikTok for Facebook and I have m- wasted many an hour. I've learned a lot too, but I've also wasted a lot of time. Anyway. Um, so we don't have time. We make time, right? We prioritize and we make time and we spend our attention on the things that are important to us, right? And it's the same thing with dog training, right? Or working out or dog training or any of those things. We have all of these like ready-made excuses. Uh, a lot of it has to do with time. Um, I used to, for working out, I, I'm better if I work out in the morning and I used to say, oh, I got up 20 minutes late. I can't work out now. Oh, that's, oh, well, I can't work out now. And, you know, working out isn't necessarily that fun. Although once I'm doing it, I love it. Um, but the, that first piece of it, like what I called on the other podcast, just like the problem of just getting on your shoes, you know, can be sometimes the barrier. But in that way, of me sitting in bed for 20 extra minutes and making it so that I don't have time to work out, I sabotage myself, right? I sabotage myself. And in that moment, because I want to work out, and that is important to me this year, one of my goals is to be stronger this year, um, then I am sabotaging the whole day really, because I stayed in bed 20 minutes longer. It, you know, it made it so I couldn't work out. Then that made me feel guilty and bad about myself. And then, you know, somewhere in the middle of the day when I was needing to pick me up, I was like, screw it. I'll just have the Oreo instead. And, 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 right. And it starts to go downhill. Well, the same thing happens with us at a trial Um, if we are self-sabotaging even in our thoughts and setting up for the day with negative thoughts about how it's going to go, it dominoes throughout the day. And it may even, you may be having negative thoughts about running one dog and it affects the other dog negatively too. So we set up those kind of trains of action to take place uh, when we are not being more mindful about what are the outcomes and process that we need to instill in order to get us where we want to go, okay? I mean, it's an ancient adage. If you want different results, you have to do something different, you know? And it's a very common business thing to say every system is perfectly designed to get the result that it gets. So if you don't like the result, you need a different system. So think about that and think about, again, what are some of the ways, and again, you're probably driving, but you know, I would love for you to jot down a few of the things that you want to change, whether it's you know, certain performance in the ring, or maybe it's a, building a habit like working out or eating better or packing better food for your trial or something like that. And I want you to write down a few of them. Don't go crazy because you're not going to do 10 things different. You know, maybe this month you do one or two. And maybe if you're making them habits, then you can sort of add on because they can be cumulative. But for now, just write down some things that you want to get better at or habits you want to institute. And the next thing I want you to look at is circle the top three or the top three, wherever you want to start and ask yourself, what's keeping me from doing that? Why can't I work out? Why can't I pack better lunches for me at the trial? Why can't I um, think more positively um, when my, you know, when I start to go to this particular venue or run this particular dog or run in standard and I have a negative, you know, view of all the contact equipment or the table or whatever, right? 
So I want to know what you perceive is in your way from accomplishing that. And then the next thing is, is that real? Is it real or is it unsurmountable or can I get through it? And just because what it is, what this pattern is, is a way to really ask yourself, let me say it differently. It's a way to really call yourself out on your own BS, (laughs) right? Because you're pushing yourself and you're saying, well, is this really true? Can I really do something about it? Do I have more control than I think I do in this situation? Okay. And maybe you get to one and let's say you say, I want a better mindset this year. And you're like, great. Well, then what do I need to do that? Do I need to listen to a podcast? Do I need to get coaching? Do I need to, you know, up my game in some way? Like, what else do I need? You want to improve a handling skill? What do you need? So to just give in to your old mindset, your old way of thinking, your old experiences, and to say that, to believe that you either can't change them or it's just going to keep happening again is to kind of roll over a bit and not and choose to not do anything about it, which is a way that you're sabotaging yourself, right? Because at a point, you are making a choice or a non-choice about the change. Is that making sense? Um, it's like a really simple concept and also really complex. <laughs> so I'm just trying to make sure that I am explaining it the way I think it sounds in my head. Um, okay. So again, when it comes to the things that you are self-sabotaging, and if you don't know what you're self-sabotaging, the first thing I want you to do is write down the list of things, of habits that you would like to either institute or things that you would like to change. Okay. And um, write down what you need to change those things or how hard they would be or what's keeping you from doing that right now. And if the answer is, I don't want (laughs) to, okay, like you don't want to, like, you know, you should work out or you know, you should, you know, have a kale smoothie in the morning, but you don't want to, then edit it because you're never going to do something you don't want to do unless you change your why and your reason for doing it. Okay. So I just want to get to that point. The other part of that to be on the lookout for is what are the stories that you are telling yourselves that aren't true or that you want to change, right? If you're telling yourself a story that you have, you know, you're always have, have bad footwork or you're always queuing late or you're always doing something that has to do with a handling skill, then the question is, if you really truly want to change that, what's it going to take to change that? Do you need a private lesson with someone? Do you need to, you know, sign up for an online class? Like what is the action step that you are going to commit to, to do? And if it's a, a mindset shift or it's a, it's a memory or it's an experience that you are still hanging on to and dragging around in your little baggage cart, um, and you're, can you, that keeps getting in your way, then ask yourself, okay, what am I going to do to change this mindset? You know, can I change it on my own just by, you know, when every time I have the thought, I choose a different thought or I choose a more positive thought to have? Or is this a case where like, you know what? No, I need to like get on a call with somebody or have a moment or, you know, do something about this because I can't let go of this. I can't get over my, out of my own way. All right. So, in a sense, the self-sabotage thing 
um, we, we mask it in other terms, right? We have all kinds of excuses and all kinds of ways that it happened. And, you know, like I said, we like to be right by saying like, oh my God, I'm a freaking, you know, truth sayer. I can like predict the future. Um, but though we're, it's because we're deciding not to change it, right? And by deciding not to change it, that is the way we self-sabotage. Okay. And in some cases we self-sabotage and then we prove ourselves right because we're like, see, I told you I couldn't do it. (laughs) Which again, in this podcast, in this moment, all sounds perfectly ridiculous. But when you're doing it in your head, you're like, oh yeah, I've done that. I could do that. Yeah. That, that actually happened that one time. Right. So this is your way. This is your wake up call, I guess. And a thing I want you to pay attention to this week and this weekend about where you could be cutting corners or self-sabotaging or, you know, not giving yourself a fair chance in your, you know, your trials, in your, you know, next class, maybe even in your practice. Like, where are you, where do you need to push yourself more? Where do you want a different result? And then what are you willing to do to change it? Okay. But again, as always, start with awareness because that's going to tell you. And you might be surprised. You know, you might be surprised. Maybe you're like, yeah, I don't want to be so tired at the end of a trial. Great. What are you going to do about it? Right? No, no excuses. You're like, oh, but I have to get up so early. Yep. All of us do. Can you go to bed earlier? Or can you pack a, diff- a better lunch? Like, what are you eating? What are you, you know, I mean, whatever, whatever it is, right? We could all go down that. Okay. So step one, be aware of where you want a different result, but you're not doing anything really to fix it and why. And, um, and then let's go from there. Okay. So no matter what you're doing this week, I hope you have a fantastic week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. Check out my Dogged Planner workbook and journal available on Amazon. Just search for Dogged Planner. I also offer monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out all the ways you can work on your mindset. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at theqcoach and let me know how it's going. Finally, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.